1: this is some of our thoughts hey everyone it's sarah and i'm carter and this is some of our thoughts wow we what a fun (laughs) episode we have in store for you all today
0: sarah goes wow (laughs) we wow
1: So we're doing something with you all that we've never done before, and we are drinking two wines that we've never tasted before, like literally live right now as we record.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm opening them up.
1: And they are Georgian wines.
0: From the country of Georgia.
1: Specifically from the country, yes. And we just took a little sippy sip of this orange wine, which is this beautiful, deep amber hue. And y'all, I'm shook. It looks like whiskey. It does look like whiskey, straight up. Everyone knows how I feel about orange wine. It's truly my least favorite thing to (laughs) consume. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I don't hate it that much. Um, But on the wine side, it is one of my least favorite wine, like like types of wine.
0: They're not all created equal. They're
1: not all created equal. And I keep sipping on this, and this tastes so different from anything I've ever had before. And I'm going to take another sip now.
0: So while Sarah's Mm. sipping, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, they are from the um, Lavinari Vineyard in Georgia. Uh, I, I said that with such apprehension because there were a lot of silent syllables and uh, letters in that. Dude, word. I was reading <laughs> about
1: it yesterday, last night and this morning, and I was like, I'm probably going to butcher all of this, but I'm having so much fun reading about it. I don't care.
0: We'll let Carter do it because yeah. she's going to butcher it no matter what, no matter how <laughs> many times she's practiced. Um, it's a really cool operation, though. This guy who founded it in 2010, his name's Dr. Echo Glennati. And um, Echo E K O is that such a cool name? That's such a cool name. And he's literally sorry, <laughs> Lucas. You're changing your name. <laughs> he's literally a medical doctor that was uh, that turned uh, or became a geologist, and um, he has like such a cool history of uh, just appreciating Georgian culture and the wine mm-hmm. culture there. It's I mean, even just written on the back of the bottle, it says. <laughs> Uh, Lavenari is a natural wine fermented and aged in a Kavari, Kavari, Georgian traditional clay pot buried deep in the ground. And we'll talk about a lot, a lot about that. Yes.
1: They don't use any barrel, like oak barrels at all, right? They oh, no, do it's all, all clay. The,
0: yeah. Yeah. And these things are so cool. They're like, they have, um, these cellars that you go down into, um, very similar to just a typical wine cellar, but they're since they're buried in the ground, they've they've kind of de- uh, decorated these to be like an altar, like mm-hmm. a shrine, and they have like these beautiful um iconography all over the walls, and um it's very much meant to be like a a temple, um because the the monks who originally started making wine there in like six thousand BC, yeah,
1: it says. The winemaking method literally from 6,000 B.C. is the oldest in the world. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. amazing. Rich history in Georgia, too.
0: And Cucucus. Mm-hmm. It's called Cucucus. Cucucus. Um It's between the Black and Caspian Sea. Um, and do you remember, you know, you worked in the mall growing <laughs> up. Right outside of Gap, there was like that Black Sea salt exfoliant kiosk that they would yeah. like sell. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Yeah, I do remember that actually. I was
0: so obsessed with yeah. it. I bought <laughs> I bought that. I had a, like a huge tub of it and I would just like exfoliate my feet and my hands. Oh. And yeah. that the selling point was from it was from the Black Sea. That's so cool. And the fact that like Georgia is like a very coastal mm-hmm. uh country for the most part. It's actually quite um It's like a subtropical climate, which you wouldn't think of how close it is to the Middle East and like Iran and Iraq. But like it is subtropical. I'm still just I'm looking
1: at this glass of wine, just like perplexed.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on. It looks like (laughs) straight up (laughs)
1: whisker. It's that deep amber. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's
0: like floral, but it has like this kind of rich like broth. Like, mm, mm. yeah. And it's from the clay. Like I know, it's all so complex because. So of the on clay. the nose,
1: it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's that's like a, kind of like an orange wine. I maybe have like a little familiar familiar with, but taste wise, no, that's like a whole other game. What are you getting? Mushrooms, mm-hmm. mushrooms, minerality, smoky too. I think I said that before we started recording.
0: It's a little smoky to me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The cool thing about like this guy umami. too. It is like umami. It's yes. It's good. Um, I literally wrote down the process. So uh, some of the clay vessels have like a glass top and they use that so that they can just see into so it and cool. check in on it. It's one of those things that after they they harvest and they throw everything in there, 100% of the pumice, which they call cha-cha. Cha-cha? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to call it cha-cha from here on out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's really cha cha real smooth. Yeah, <laughs> cha cha slide this way. So we have a hundred percent of it added to the. uh I'm gonna say it wrong again, but the cuverry. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how it's said. That's on how it, yeah,
1: cuverry. That's how it's almost exactly spelled too.
0: Yeah. 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 So uh, between the glass and the lip of the cuvirvery, there is a a really thin layer of clay. He takes a putty knife and just gently presses it between the clay and the glass so that it breaks the seal. And then once the the glass is removed, and they'll check on the wine. Mm -hmm. But it's, I mean, it's such a process. Like, imagine breaking the glass or something. I was about to say, oh, my God, it's all just trash. Yeah. So you really can't um, do it. Often, but I mean, just like Charlie and Joey don't, you know, disturb things too much because you just got to give it time, let it sit. So um, before they replace it though, they, there's a sulfur strip that's burned and the sulfur gas is, since it's heavier than air, sinks to the surface of the wine and then just replaces the oxygen in there. that
1: why it has a smoky
0: tinge? Yep.
1: Yep. So cool. Yep. Wow. I've never heard of that process in my life before.
0: That's dope. The glass uh, is then, it's pressed into the clay and to reseal it. And it, it's just like Whoa. they want all the oxygen out of there. And I think that is so much of the color. Oh, yeah. God, it's such a, it's like copper almost. It's it such is. a cool color. It's so cool. It's so cool. So we started with the orange just because we were talking to our producer and doing some other stuff and I needed a drink. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the red wine is the one we were really excited to talk about today. Um, This
1: is also, the orange wine's real dry and like grippy. Yeah, it's very... tannic, super grippy.
0: Which is not usually Mm. a a characteristic of orange wine. They kind of like wash your palate away. Yeah, maybe that's why why I like it. I love chewy,
1: super dry, super grippy tannic wines. There's a handful of them.
0: So these are from my wine shop and I remember getting them... Uh, near about a year ago and they've just been sitting there they've been there that long you know we have talked about it before and like yeah we'll try it one day and then I don't know they're a little (laughs) bit higher price point I think they retail at like 44 yeah um but it's also not uh unimaginable knowing what we know about it and having tried them now I mean this is a substantial ball of wine I'm
1: endorsing this this is the best orange wine I've ever had
0: Yo, you heard it here first, y'all.
1: It it almost has like a peated quality to it.
0: Yeah, it is. It's right. Yeah. Lots of whiskey. We need to take, I'll take a bottle of this to the Balcones boys.
1: Yeah. I just want to know their opinion. This is nuts. Or maybe they can come buy it from me. They can come buy it
0: from you. (laughs) I need to stop giving so much (laughs) wine. I'm like, here,
1: try it. Make them bring you a bottle of whiskey and trade them. Oh, yeah. It's a high price point. Yeah. Mm
0: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> y'all heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> so um, there's a handful of things I've just I've learned about Georgian winemaking. If we're talking uh, just in general, not the specific producer, but they have a philosophy there that says the grapevine comes first then the family. <laughs> oh, uh huh. Reminds me of someone. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Um. The but the family vineyard. It isn't just wine. It's like the walnut trees that they grow. Like they have this <laughs> walnut really, trees. Yeah, it's a really amazing uh, dessert that you'll be super into. They dip a thread into wine. Yes. Yes, and then thread these walnuts and um on like this thickened cord mm-hmm. of uh, grape juice, and then um, the locals make it. It's called uh, chuchilla, and it's an all natural candy. And Kakati, that's the region in Georgia, and um, they're like dipped into this like caramel, and it looks like a candle. It does, like yeah. a
1: really long, skinny, can- like a homemade candle.
0: Yeah, and they're like dried out to to hung up to dry for like yeah. weeks. I would love to be able to. I don't. I can't make that,
1: but I would love to try it. Yeah, that's right. Um, Walnuts are really popular over there. Yeah, like a lot of their dishes. This also this episode kind of blossomed from us talk. I don't know. I couldn't sleep one night. It was like three or four AM.
0: You sent me a lot of Georgian pastries.
1: <laughs> I went down this rabbit hole of Georgian food and I was like, Oh my God, there's so much cool stuff here. Like, I have to send this to Carter. Because I had forgotten that she had these Georgian wines at the wine shop. And then the other day we were like, Oh my God, Georgian.
0: Well, I said, You know who has Georgian wines? And you go, Who? Yeah. I and like, I said, Oh, me. <laughs> I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Um they uh oh gosh, they use everything though. It's like all parts of the vine. Like the dried grapevines are used as kindling to make this like really uh specific lamb kebab that they have at like every family dinner, like every oh gosh, holiday. Red is
1: I just poured oh, yeah. myself a little bit of the red wine, y'all, and the color is beautiful. It's so
0: deep. I'm so excited to talk about it and oh, try it. This is so fun. Here. <laughs>
1: This is a really, really cool one. Ooh, smells like, like dark chocolate, like super, super like rich cacao.
0: Cacao. (laughs) I think there's a lot of chocolate. I think that there's Mm. a lot of um, like woodiness, from just from what I've read. But like, it'll be exciting. Brambly woodiness, like. Oh God, that's divine. Really? Yeah. I couldn't help. No, okay.
1: This might be one of our new things. Trying wine for the first time here. This is so go. cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm about, to, I'm about to go in, about to take a sip.
0: <laughs> I'm like nervous. Go in on it. You will not be sorry. The water is fine down here. I am thrilled. Oh, oh. God. Where has this been Georgian wine, man? <laughs> this was the last bottle of red, too, unfortunately. But I'll oh. have a ton of the orange stuff left for the oh, foreseeable that's future. good. Mm. Wow. Wow. Wow.
1: Okay. I feel like it has kind of a short finish, but it's so tannic, it's still like Yeah. It's still really well balanced.
0: I feel it like behind my lips and like the front yes. of my mouth. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like a little bit less like back in like your tip of the tongue, teeth and the lips. <laughs> and the tip of the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a thing. Mm. Um so Yum. um. Do you know who Alexander Pushkin is? He was a Russian poet. No, but you said Pushkin,
1: and I'm immediately thinking of that cat. Pu- What's his name? Push- Pushkin? It's like this real fat, like, anime cat. <laughs> Pushkin, <teen>, maybe? <laughs> Ryan would know. He would know. we we'll ask um, him. To answer your question, no, enlighten me.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, Alexander Pushkin was a Russian poet, and I just studied him because I was an English major. But he preferred this Georgian red wine to Burgundy. Ooh. And a huge um, part of, like, modernizing the winemaking in Georgia and Moldova, back in the early 19th century, they tried to make it really uh, sustainable wines that would be sold worldwide, like Cabin Merlot. But this one... This one is sapavari. And sapavari is what it's most well known for in Georgia. It's like they're like the crown jewel of Georgian red. This is delicious. (laughs) It is. It's like stupid how good it is. Yeah.
1: It almost has like a fig quality too.
0: It does like dried fruits and then
1: like wood and. The best Chocolate. description I can give in one word is just like rich. Yeah. It's so rich in flavor.
0: Which is good for us. It's November here now. Yeah. It's, even though it's humid, it's still like really cloudy and gray and I'm yeah. feeling very yuck. And this wine is very cozy. For sure. In um, that little town I used
1: to live in, Oroville, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of them on social media. They just had their first snow yesterday oh. and it's like a bl- everything's just blanketed and They need this.
0: (laughs) It's so cozy. Mm. So they said uh, sapovari in a global context has lively tannins and acidity. And it says it keeps them fresh in the mouth. And I feel like that freshness is... Mm -hmm. It's apparent. (laughs) (laughs) Because it doesn't linger too much. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. weigh your palate down. I mean, it's still... It's a... It keeps you wanting more, for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so dry. It's so good. Yeah, because a lot of heavier wines, like a lot of the well-known, like, Cabernet Sauvignons, they're so heavy, you kind of, like, you can't really chug it. No. Because you don't want to. No, that's right. Like, it's just, it's heavy. It's, Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, a lot of our, like, red blends that we have are chuggable, like yeah, the garnachas. For and sure. We'll have a lot of, um, like, the Zephyr, the new Zephyr mm-hmm. at and is quite chuggable. But this one you really want to sit with.
1: Mm, this is divine.
0: I mean, this deserves, like, an entire, not just course, but, like, meal with several courses accompanying it. Yeah, with both of these.
1: Um, is the winemaking process the same for the red as it is for the orange
0: wine? I didn't uh, look up specific for each wines. Oh, they just have um they have like i I'm a, sure it is. Yeah. They have such a philosophy about wine though. I just wrote like a lot of quotes about yeah. what it what it means to them. So it says Georgians are notorious for their relish and capacity for wine, seeing a natural connection between their famously long lives and the potency and natural value of the mm-hmm. sapavari. Um if you bear with me this I was watching a video the other night because like Uh I just try to get as much information about all of this stuff as possible yeah why not there was this really cute guy that was giving a toast in Georgian and they dubbed it over in English for people like me Um, and he goes let us drink to love and earth may heavens make our lives happy and long wine is a gift that God gives us through the work of man to make our hearts happy and our bodies strong and our souls pure. Well, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> right? That's beautiful. And I thought it was, it, he was standing Wait, next to Can we toast yeah, to him? Yeah. Wow. To you. To you. Good sir. And. <laughs> Uh, the, the winemaker for this specific bottle that we're drinking, he was a medical doctor turned geologist. And he said he's passionate about soil health and approaches soil as he would a human with a diagnosis. Wow. And he develops a treatment plan to restore soils for optimal vine health using the biodynamic practices we've mentioned before. Yeah. yeah. They were all drinking out of like sheep horns and that's so cool right it was it was pretty cool oh and then they have these cute little clay pots instead of they don't have glass over there they drink everything out of clay like it doesn't have like instead of wine glasses oh yeah oh cool they were little clay
1: bowls wow so a long time ago um i was a dancer but one of those years we took a trip to new york and one of the girls on the trip had a foreign exchange student living with her from Georgia. And she was one of the coolest people I've ever met. I was like maybe 16 or 17 at the time. And I remember this girl was like finesse. She was beautiful. She literally looked like a porcelain doll too. She was just perfect. But she was also really, I don't know. She was just really funny, really, really smart, really witty. And I was just like, what is up with Georgia? Like, you're amazing. And it's always like piqued my curiosity because i Never met anyone since from Georgia either, and she was so cool. Really open-minded also. Well, it
0: sounds like we're going to have to take a trip. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of the coolest people ever. I've always wanted to go, (coughs) and it's one of those that's, like, it's far enough away that it would have to be its own trip apart from, like, Croatia and, like, Italy, like, that part of, like, the Terranian Sea. Like, the Black Sea is pretty east. It's pretty far east. But, um... I need to know, like, what's up with this.
1: Yeah, I want to go to, like, vineyards and wineries and drink out of one of those clay cups. And Yes. <laughs>
0: um, oh, so one lo- more little uh, fun fact. The uh, sapere, um, which is, sh- like, sapivari is, like, comes from the word sapuri, means die in Georgia. And they, I mean, I think they call it that grape so because it's so dark. It's, it's- yeah, it's inky dark.
1: It's almost like a... Like a petite Syrah dark. Yeah. Like it's like, whoa, that's a red
0: wine. There's like a hint that's of a purple. stain but my teeth. It yeah. is. Yeah. So good. I can't <laughs> wait.
1: I will wear that with a badge of pride.
0: Yes. <laughs> Thanks, yes. Georgia. Gosh. Yeah. It says um, they throw all of the everything in there because all of the benefits and goodness are concentrated in the skins of the grapes and I think there's something to that like this is it's just there these are both such exceptional wines yeah you know this is one
1: of those two that super exceeded my expectations like I went in you know reading about it but you don't know what anything's gonna taste like you can read you know, it everyone can say it's amazing you can read all the specs and it's like okay but until you actually taste it firsthand, you're still going to, you know, be a little bit leery and have your own questions and qualms, but this is, these are both so solid. I'm freaking out that I love that orange wine. Like, wow. (laughs) I'm thrilled. Just had to go outside the box a little bit for, for my orange wine palettes one of uh, but not three. outside the box cuz oh. their winemaking is
0: ancient that's right right yeah i mean they have such a f- like i keep talking about the philosophy of it but they it literally says georgians view wine as being born and not being made oh, and they call the Kivervri a womb for wine yeah. Because, I mean, it literally is like a 9, 10-month process where they just leave it in the Aww. ground. And they cover it with, like, sand so to c- try to control the moisture. And, like I said, they suck all the oxygen out of yeah. it. So, I mean, it really is just, like, the clay and the wine and this beautiful, like, compartment. So cool. Oh, and they're, these are both 2018 vintages. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, nice. if we got them last year, then that tracks. It was probably, like, a 30-month process.
1: What is this little creature on the bottle? over the g it kind it <laughs> looks
0: like a pangolin maybe i love pangolins i think it looks like that but it's also like it's just a little silhouette there's like two little feet and a long snoot it might not be a creature it might be like a hat no it's a creature but would it have four legs i don't I, I was
1: staring at both of these bottles, like, what am I looking at? I'll send them an email. I have to ask.
0: <laughs> I It's like, "Hey, okay, we have questions." Like, Hi Echo. Okay, we have a question. <laughs>
1: okay, what is this?
0: What is this? Also, <laughs> <laughs> your wines are bomb. Thank you. So great. Um, so yeah, just yum. such full-bodied, juicy. Would you? I wouldn't say it's velvety, though. It is grippy. It's real grippy.
1: Here, I need a little bit more of the red. <laughs> No, she's real grippy, which I love. I love grippy. I think that's also why we love Nebbiolo so much. Yes. Nebbiolo is so grippy. It's just yes. like mm, take all the moisture out of my mouth, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, that chocolate is like right there. I like want dark chocolate mm-hmm. real bad. Oh yeah, I need to just start bringing some with us
1: whenever mm, we record. That's good. So the I have a couple of food pairings, but yeah. And now I'm like, shit, (laughs) that one needs chocolates. Well, but honestly, no, it'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. Anything else on the winemaking side or producer?
0: He, um, I just am such a fan of his now. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated.
1: I want to know everything now. I'm like, respect, nothing but respect from me.
0: He said, We try our best to give voice to the rocks of Kakakis. No. No. <laughs> cacocus. Cacocus.
1: <clears throat> oh, I've been looking at that too. Yeah. It says vineyards of the co
0: cacocus. Caca Cacusis. It's cakus. I was trying to say kerosus. Cacasus. It's cacasus. Kakasus. I've literally wrote it out
1: phonetically and
0: it's like <laughs>
1: cacusus. And I still messed it up. In Buffy there is a bad guy named Kakistos. <laughs> And the running joke, everyone kept calling him Taquito. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I'm a Buffy nerd that re- it reminded me of that.
0: No, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> taquito. Taquito? No, Kakistos. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Kakussus. Um, he said, Oh. No, <laughs> what did he say? He said, We try our best to give voice to the rocks of Kakussus, the rocks of Georgia. The place where wine was born. Those stories deserve to be heard. They do. I'm glad I'm hearing them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and licking them and, and licking them. them. There we go. So yeah, the the food. Sarah has a couple really good dishes. I'm excited to see which ones I you. Do. Want and to now, talk now about.
1: that we have these two wines, one orange and one red, I think now I can actually like separate. Like, oh, I have two. I don't know what goes for what. But now trying them. Oh yeah. I definitely know. So get to it. The first one I have, I don't know how to say it, but it looks like kachapuri adjaruli. Adjur- kachapuri I don't know. It's literally a Georgian cheese bread boat. And if you're looking at it, it looks like there's a giant piece of bread like a beautiful loaf of bread you split it in half and then it's filled with like cheese and then there's an egg on top and then there's some spats of butter oh my god just (laughs) rich the richest thing and i did a lot of research on georgian food apparently a lot of their national dishes dishes are just, like, super, super rich, either rich in cream or butter or fat or, like, cheese, just really, really rich in flavor. And now that I'm tasting these wines, I'm like, well, I get it. If they're having to pair something with something this delicious, like, the food's got to hold up to it.
0: Which one would you put with uh, this dish? I would
1: put this one with the orange wine. Okay. I would because it's kind of – it has that smokiness. So I feel like the bread, the cheese, the egg, the richness, it would kind of cut through it. Because, well, I'll hold off on the other recipe. Okay. So the time, it has 45 minutes if you're using store-bought dough. But you can definitely make your own bread, which is much... Much more work, but it's worth it.
0: I think it's more authentic to this, like, the culture of this region, of this country that we've picked. Because yeah. Because very, very authentic people.
1: And this little description says, There are many different styles of kachapuri, the signature stuffed cheese bread of Georgia. But most are made by wrapping a pile of cheese in a round of dough, then baking until the cheese is molten. The most famous kachapuri is from Adhara, Adjara, Adhara? Uh, a region in georgia on the black sea in an open-faced boat-shaped loaf that's often served with an egg yolk and a slice of butter to stir in at the table so they'll serve it and it's your children you're like why is there an egg yolk and like some spats of butter it's because when you get it you're literally supposed to stir it yourself so it's still super fresh oh my god yeah and it's not sitting there for a while like um what is this um traditionally Tangy cheeses called Amaruli and Selguni cheeses are used, but they are difficult to find in the U.S. <clears throat> so this recipe, which is adapted from a, um, this article called Georgian Kachapuri and Filled Breads by Carlo Capaldo in 2018, uses a blend of mozzarella, feta, and goat cheese. So yeah, the two cheeses I mentioned beforehand are Georgian cheeses. I've never seen those literally anywhere. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of a cool ad- adaptation to use mozzarella, feta, and goat cheese because the person that wrote this knows what the other cheeses taste like, so they kind of use their best judgment. something comparable that we could actually – Yeah, from the U.S., for yeah. sure.
0: Because, I mean, gosh, I couldn't even think, like, a Whole Foods would have some of those. Because they're Never regional, seen or heard of them. Unless yeah. they're, like, imported fresh. I mean, that's very Mm-hmm.
1: So for the handmade dough, if you're making your own dough – You'll need one and three-fourths cups of all-purpose or bread flour, three-fourths teaspoon of granulated sugar, three-fourths teaspoon of active active dry yeast, three-fourths teaspoon of kosher salt, and a tablespoon of olive oil. So basically, if you make your own dough, um, let me find if there's a separate place for the dough. There's a whole separate recipe for your dough. You don't have to make your dough. If you're like, I'm doing all this for like some bread and cheese, you can get store-bought dough. And they do say if you're making, if you're getting store-bought dough, um, pizza dough is actually the most comparable to like the oh quarter. <laughs> she just gave me a look like, I got a pizza dough recipe. <laughs> yeah, and we does do. she? <laughs> does she? Yeah. So you'll need 12 ounces of pizza dough or homemade pizza dough. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A cup of shredded whole milk, low moisture mozzarella, not fresh mozzarella, which is specific about that. Mm -hmm. A third cup of goat cheese, finely crumbled. A third cup of drained, finely crumbled brined feta. Not low fat, not light. You want the full fatty feta cheese. A tablespoon of unsalted butter, melted, plus two tablespoons of cold butter for serving. And then one egg yolk from one large egg. <clears throat> I need another sip. I'm sorry. I've been, I'm so like dry from these allergies. Yeah. The weather keeps changing in Texas right now. <coughs> and I'm struggling. I'm also a little horse, if you can't tell. <laughs> like a pony.
0: <laughs> there it is. I was like, I'm <laughs> like say, a miniature horse I version say of something. myself. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um, Make the dough, if you're using store-bought, proceed to step two. So let's just assume we have our pizza dough. You're going to pour olive oil into a medium bowl, holding the dough with one hand. Use it to coat the inside of the bowl with the oil. Set the dough in the bowl, oiled portion facing up. Cover the bowl with a damp cloth or plastic wrap and let it rise in a warm place until it doubles in volume, about two hours. And this is one of those recipes, like, don't try to make it in 20, 30 minutes. The dough needs to rise. Okay, step three. Heat your oven to 450 degrees or 425 if using a convection oven. Line a half sheet tray with parchment paper and set it aside. On a lightly floured surface, stretch and roll the dough into a circle. A fourth inch thick, 10 to 12 inches across. Brush off excess flour, then lay the dough on the sheet tray. Using your fingers, roll, press, and pinch two opposite sides of the circle a few inches into the center, building the sides up, then press and pinch the narrow ends together to form two points. Remember, remember, this bread is going to look like a boat, essentially, is what it's telling you to do. Form it like a boat. Continue to pinch and press the sides to create a raised rim and form the dough into an oval boat-like with an eye-like shape. Let it rest in a warm place while you prepare the filling. <clears throat> So excited. Oh, God, I can't wait to make this. I know, right? In a medium bowl, combine your mozzarella, goat cheese, and feta with three tablespoons of water. Stir with the fork until the mixture is thoroughly blended. Scrape the cheese mixture into the center of the dough boat, spreading it into an even layer. Bake the cappuccino until the crust begins to brown and the cheese is melted about 15 minutes. Remove from the oven, leaving the oven on. Brush sides of chopped cut- pretty <laughs> generously with melted butter. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. Return it to the oven for an additional five minutes until the crust is extra crisp and the cheese just starts to brown around the edges. And then using a spoon, make a shallow two-inch wide well in the center of the cheese. Add the egg yolk and cold butter and serve immediately. And it says to serve, hold hold down one pointed end of the hot kachapuri with a fork. Using another fork, quickly stir the egg and butter into the cheese until it's smooth and stretchy. God, it sounds
0: so decadent.
1: Yeah. Then to eat it, you rip the pieces of bread off of the boat and dip them in the cheese while it's still hot.
0: Mm. So, I mean, I feel <coughs> like that's basically what we do with burrata. But this is yeah. just like next level bread baked burrata. Bread Bread baked with like that
1: pizza dough. Mm. Mm. And we the could cheese mixture. Throw
0: in a bunch of these herbs. Cause like for this orange one, I'm just revisiting it. And it is, it's since it's opened up. A that bit, full glass is like brown. It is. It's so dork. It almost, it kind of, depending on what, there's a lot of different light. Yeah. Uh concepts in this room right there now. Are. But it depends on like wherever you hold it up to like it looks like a rosé over there. <coughs> in front of the rug media sign it looks like straight like scotch or like peated whiskey. Like it's it's dark. It looks great.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> so my other recipe, which I think would go more with the red wine, it's called Kinkali, and they're Georgian dumplings. So if you kind of do research about, like, different cultures, different countries, I kind of laugh at it. It seems like almost every country out there has some variation of let's take all these delicious meat and spices and things and just throw it in some dough and either steam it or fry it and let's just see what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for Georgia, they have Kinkali. They're super flavorful, meat-filled dumplings that are actually similar to soup dumplings. If y'all've ever had soup dumplings, I was gonna
0: ask if it was closer to like a like a calzone level of crispy or like a like a. They're more steamed, okay. I believe. Yeah, just wow.
1: They reheat well, so you can actually meal prep and freeze them, and then just take them out as you want to uh, eat them.
0: So yeah, just like dumplings.
1: Yeah, and it says if you love dumplings, you'll also love. Pelmeni, which are the, a Russian, which is a Russian version of boiled dumplings. So all different variations of dumplings out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so kinkali are Georgian dumplings that are a favorite at dinner parties or supras, which are small gatherings. The most common version of them is meat-filled, like in this recipe. In addition to the meat, they have a brothy filling due to the juices. Because a lot of times when you're filling a dumpling. You know, you want to think, um, if okay, if I'm steaming it, I want to cook my meat first and then put it in, then like quickly blanch them. So with these, the big difference is you put the meat in raw before you dump them or before you put them in the water and boil them. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it says because of the addition of the meat, the dumplings have a brothy filling because of the juices that the raw ground meat produces when it's cooked.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah. While the soup filling is similar to Chinese soup dumplings, the dough is thicker and they're boiled instead of steamed. Oh, Okay. And that's a big difference too. Um, they're also also similar to Turkish dumplings, which I've also never had. Um, okay, how to make them? To make the dough, you're going to mix together flour, salt, and eggs, and then you're going to add water. Fold them together until the dough forms. Pretty really simple recipe for the dough. And you're going to knead the dough until it's more elastic and like you know stretchy. The meat filling, you just get ground meat, and typically it says beef and chicken is used,
0: but I would go with one or the other. Yeah,
1: I would go. That's weird to me, too. I would probably do beef now that I've had this red wine specifically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then onion, salt, pepper, and fresh herbs. You're going to roll your dough super thin and cut it into circles about three inches in diameter. Add a dollop of the meat filling to a dough circle and fold the edges over. Pinch the edges together to seal and repeat with the remaining ingredients. Boil a large pot of water and add a few kinkali at a time. The dumplings will eventually float to the top, then allow them to simmer for two to four minutes until cooked. And because you are putting the raw meat in, you really want to make sure they're done, obviously. But it's kind of one of the main points. And that's literally it. Like, it's so simple, but you can do whatever filling you want. And I kind of thought a fun one would be, this sounds crazy, but <clears throat> like we said, the walnuts. I feel like a... If you wanted to do, like, more of a vegan version and you didn't want to do meat, a really savory, like, walnut and, like, mushroom. almost, like, yeah, walnut, um, mushroom, <coughs> something starchy, and, yeah.
0: I think the cool thing about <laughs> about this part of the world is that they don't weigh everything down with, like, sauces. Yes. Because, I mean, God, I would love, like, a good, like, Italian, like, I mean, that's all of our pastas, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, weighed down in, like, a red or a white sauce. Or a pink sauce, if you're feeling frisky. But yeah. the, the cool thing about this is it's very, it's so simple. and It's elegant in its simplicity. Yeah. And a lot of times they said that those gatherings that they have with people,
1: Georgians apparently are big on kind of like, I guess, the tapas version for Georgia. Like yeah. they don't do one big main thing and then a bunch of other small things and sides. They do a bunch of kind of like small
0: <clears throat> small plates, small plates, but yeah. that are
1: super rich, and so you're really satiated. And at your meal, you're like, "Oh, like I'm full. Actually, I don't want like a lamb, yeah. like lamb of leg of lamb. <laughs> like I'm good. Like I'm I'm good."
0: You know, uh, when you were talking about <coughs> pinching the dumplings, it made me think about this video I was watching of the cuvées. Because they have, like, these ancient ones that, like, they they press all of their grapes in, like, this hollowed-out tree trunk. It's so cool. It's literally not even, like, a plastic tub like we (laughs) use. It's, like, a hollowed-out tree trunk. Wow. And they said it's, like, over 100 years old. And he was like, yeah, it's starting to decay, but, you know, it's still usable. Wow. And, like, this is all dubbed over in English, which I just love. And, like, the Orthodox monks that settled this, like, region back in – I mean god it was like before christ times we're talking like yeah. way bc like 5 6000 bc um they had these these beautiful um uh, little like Pinched and like carved etchings in the clay vessels that they used, mm. and like you could tell whose was whose because they had like effectively like their potter stamp That's on so it. So cool! And I was just thinking about us making our dumplings, <laughs> and like you know, Ryan's gonna do like a weird little thing, so he'll oh, be able, absolutely. To, even if he doesn't say it to either of us, like he'll know which ones are his. Uh huh. But then like yeah. I, I want to make mine, like I want to have mine. Yeah. And like you're gonna do yours, and mm-hmm. they're gonna be great. It's gonna be weird. <laughs> i'm really i'm like loving this whole thing right now like we just haven't ever done anything like this no this is
1: so different i'm like hyped right now this is so other than like half dying because of my dry throat i'm so hyped this is great
0: i'm happy we have access (coughs) to these wines i'm happy that we have access to the internet that gives us access to all of this like cultural wealth of knowledge from this whole part of the world we don't have access to um, Amazing. I will say real quick before we talk about our vinyl. Oh, yeah. There is this really cool concept that they do indoor and outdoor uh, vessels. Mm-hmm. So the ones that are like buried deep, deep in the cellar, are like inside, obviously temperature controlled to whatever yeah. extent they want it to be. <coughs> but then also by, just by the ground. So they have this concept over there called Marani. That's an outdoor cellar where the wine is fermented in the q earthware vessels, buried uh, to, up to the brims and soil. So, like, you don't ever see the vessels. It's literally just, like, how a propane tank would be. Propane. <laughs> for Texas. Like, it's like, oh, just hit it. Like, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> oh, no. Riding around, and, like, you just drive <clears throat> over the top of it. Yeah. But um, everything goes into them. I just I love the idea of them there being the outdoor ones versus the indoor ones. and that's yeah, it, super cool. Maybe the winemakers deciding like, oh, we'll do like these three grapes inside this year. And is try. it like
1: any different uh, difference between like red and white and orange wine? Where they dif- determine like what they're going to do?
0: I wish I couldn't tell like much about the either. specific. I know um, they have like flatter lands in certain parts of Georgia that yeah. like like certain grapes grow better. And then it's a really high altitude. It's 5,200 mm. feet above sea level, which is 1,600 meters. Um, it, it just, it says 5,000 year old, 500 different vine varieties, um, artifacts of that age show an extraordinary respect for vine cuttings. So way mm. back in like the pre now I just said prehistoric, <laughs> but like, <laughs> almost. <laughs> but you know, like back in the day, five thousand yeah. BC, they they had um, shears and like yeah. crop shears and things that you could just tell they they really respected mm. the viticulture process, and uh, uniquely still employ they say pre classical methods of winemaking.
1: Well, they're doing a great job continuing that tradition because these wines are bomb. They're so good. And I like, like. I'm. I can't stop smiling. Me y'all. too. It's so good.
0: I, we haven't even drank that much of it, but like, <laughs> one is the red one is twelve point five percent. The orange is thirteen. And I feel like warm. I was like kind of like cold and dry coming in here. And oh, now I'm definitely like,
1: a little drunk. Yeah. <laughs> My kid woke me up at seven, just like smiling and being cute, so I couldn't be mad. And then I think I had like a croissant and some coffee, and that's it. And
0: now we're here. Yeah, I'm
1: fe- I'm feeling it. I'm feeling great.
0: And we have wine study tonight. <laughs> and we have wine. <laughs> we have wine study tonight. We should go get lunch.
1: Yeah, I need some some sustenance.
0: <laughs> well, we were talking about music for this one, and yeah, it, it uh. It was amazing to me because I have a connection to this artist. Yeah. I would love to know your connection with this artist. So
1: the artist for this pairing is Emmylou Harris. Rep. Yeah. Goddess, Goddess. Truly. Um, I, so, okay. In my family, my dad's uncle, so, yeah. My father's uncle who passed away several years ago, he used to have this country music review place in Arlington, Texas, where- Country artists would come in, come out, you know, perform. He got a lot of people noticed um, and, like, recognized and helped them go on to stardom. So Emily wasn't there. But kind of, like, those – the country music roots for me, even though, like, I'm not a big country person, all the, like, classics, like, I did grow up with because of him. Of course. Like, being around him, he would always have something playing. And I'd be like, Uncle Johnny, who is this? And he would tell me and, you know. So that and also – just being around that culture for most of my life, and tidbit, First Aid Kit, which is another band that I'm like obsessed with. Do you know First Aid Kit? I do. Oh my god, we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna get a vinyl of them, and then we're gonna. We have to feature them. It's two. I think they're either sisters or best friends really distinct amazing voices they actually have a song called Emmylou.
0: Lou oh
1: yeah and they got to play it for Emily Lou a couple years ago at some event I actually don't it was something like honoring Emily Lou Harris and they got to play it for her and it's just kind of like because they grew up listening to her and there she was really influential when they went to write songs and Emily Lou like cried as she was listening to that song like about her and
0: oh that was so good so so good but what's your story? Well, I just know her as, like, the queen of Birmingham, Alabama. Yes. And um, my friend Jared loves her. Bailey always talks about how if, if Jared were to, like, have been able to, like, Go back in time and like yeah. be with her. She's beautiful. She is, gosh, She's beautiful. And she is just one of those she like still is like Joni Mitchell level of like mm-hmm. talent and respect. And she has this really rich like kind of honey like voice yeah. that is really funny to think about with this with orange the orange wine, wine. specifically. Yes. Um, so Sarah actually owns this album. This is Sarah's album. Mm-hmm. And whenever I bring it up to the wine shop, it'll be really fun. To, like, put her, put these two next to each other. So nice. Um,
1: Luxury Liner is the album that I have from her. Yes.
0: And I loved the, uh, I was listening to it earlier, the cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we <laughs> On the way here, it. I it was sets like. sets the I tone. It. Yeah. Um, they have, she did a cover of the uh, Pulp Fiction you song. You never can tell. Yes, they c'est la, la vie, vie, c'est mm. vie it goes to show you never, never
1: can tell. That was actually what I was listening to when I turned my car off as I was parking here. And I was like, yep, solid choice for the <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, so this good. song has a uh, a couple covers, actually. So let's see. There's the Chuck Berry cover the, of You Never Can Tell. There's Making Believe, which is track number eight, originally a hit for Kitty Wells. Um, and then the Towns Van Zandt cover, Poncho and Lefty, mm-hmm. yeah. which became a huge hit for Van Zant. so um this album the album itself was number one for a while she didn't have any n- number one hits from it and that's mostly because some of them were covers and I think she had released her previous album not that long before that this one came out in December 28th 1976 Yeah, before I was born. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely late 70s. And, you know, my favorite we have to go to Houston and go to Corkscrew because my favorite sandwich ever is called the Poncho and Lefty. Oh,
1: please. (laughs) I haven't been to Houston in ages. That sounds like a
0: great time. It's a great food city. We'll just go eat for like two straight days. Sounds amazing. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love Amy Lou Harris. <laughs> Me too. I'm so glad that you had this album because it was between this and another artist that I love we will feature. In no, same. That's why I was
1: like, I love both of these, but I'm reading more about the Georgian wine and like yeah. the rich history. You know, obviously, Amy Lou Harris, she's a treasure and yep. she's like classic country, classic, just like OG man. Yeah. Like her, Joan Baez, Bob Dylan, like all the people back then that just really made such a big a big difference and oh man I should have saved it there was a quote from her earlier that was like basically she found herself in this big room of musicians and just had kind of like this almost like an outer body out of body experience just like this Everything was just elevated for her because she was singing. She was in a room with other musicians. And she said for her, that was kind of when she realized what she wanted to do with her life and then at an early age. And then it happened again. I think after this album, actually, she found herself in a big room of musicians back then. And it was just kind of coming full circle again to where she felt like, "Okay, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like everything is as it should be for my life. And she's just amazing.
0: How do you feel yourself, Sarah? Do you feel like that? I feel like that. Because I'm drunk? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, everything is dope, y'all. And we actually, we haven't recorded an episode, or I don't know if we have, uh, since our live show. Yeah, it's been a while. We had our live show a few weeks back. Phenomenal. Thanks, So every- much fun. Thank you so much, everyone that came out and supported Truly. us and listened to our bitch asses talk about wine We're and just shit. now getting the hang <laughs> of this. Yeah, we've come a long way, and we've had a lot of fun doing it and sharing everything with you, so... As always, grab your favorite glass, put on your favorite vinyl. Let's have some fun. Thank you for listening to some of our thoughts. Cheers, y'all.
0: This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.